Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Happy Monday, where we have such a fucking disgustingly important job to do today. Which is what? Karma is a guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. It's true. We do. That is all that's all coming within the show. That's really all. It's hard to pick stories when like there's the one story and then there's the other four. Check it. I feel sick. Why do you feel sick, La Turd? I feel sick because I am sick. I'm coming oh. down with a cold. So if I feel nasal, if I sound nasally or angry, that's why. Give us a little sticky shoes, would you? Sticky, sticky shoes. You know, it hasn't gotten to that level yet. Like right now, it's 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 sort of coming down. Throughout the night, I was like feeling myself get sicker and sicker. It was really kind of a dreadful, a dreadful evening of sleep. So I'm just kind of on one today. I've had a morning. Ooh, I love when Jackie's on one. Do you think you're gonna punch a CVS checkout machine? If there was one in sight, pow pow. It's on. It's on. I'm throwing hands. I love that. Yeah, no, it was rough. And then also, like, I get really bad scalp pain. You ever get that? Like, when, oh, when I, get I don't that. wash my hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my hair was looking gorgeous. So I was like, you know what? Let me give myself Monday with my hair on the show, and then I'll wash it Monday night. But in the middle of the night, it was just hurting so much. Let's talk about that. What that is when, that? I don't know. And it hurts, like, even more postpartum. So when Charlie, like, woke up at 6.30 to feed, I was like, I have to get up and wash my hair right now because I'm in so much pain. So then my day started at 6.30 with washing my hair. And then I wound up, like, falling back asleep at, like, 7.30. It was just... And then I was, and then I was like, woke up late and in a rush and had to pump. And it was... Just not my morning. There are I so can't many, claim this morning. There are so many things about girlhood that like are so unfair, like periods. I feel like we talk about the obvious ones, childbirth, like why can't a man do that? We don't talk enough about the scalp pain. Like what is that? I don't know. It's like your nerve endings. And I guess my scalp is like extra tender right now. I mean, it was a long time since I washed my hair. Sure. Who cares? But it shouldn't, I should have gotten this extra. I shouldn't have had to get up at 6 a.m. to wash my hair because that's how much pain I was in. Well, you look great. Thanks. Well, then I was like, didn't have time to dry my hair. So it's in a slick back bun, but you'd never know. You look great. I love when you're in a mood. I feel like it's usually me. So I will be, you know, the jacks today and you will be the clerd. Well, now that I'm in the chair, like I'm, it's all done and I'm good and we can go forth with the show. But just like getting to this chair was harder than usual today. You know when Mean Girls, when Katie Heron is like so mad and Regina says, put it in the book? Yeah. Put it in the chair. Yeah. But no, like now I'm fine. Right, should, no. You know. The chair heals all. Yeah, I just had to get to the chair. But the getting to the chair, 
I did not fare. So well. we have so much to talk about today when it comes to pop culture. But we also have so much to talk about today when it comes about us, when it comes to us. Because like we are important and we are busy, you know? Yeah. Is this me, you wanting me to ask you like, how are you? What's new with you? What do you want to talk about? If not you, me. If you wanted to ask about me, because I kind of had like a crazy busy weekend. Okay, Claudia, how are you doing? What's new with you? How was your weekend? It was so busy. Oh my God. It was like jam-packed. Friday night, you were still here. I hosted my very first family Shabbos at my home. It was amazing to have just everyone there except for Olivia. She was dearly missed. But everyone in New York at my home, I feel like it was great. It was great. Ben cooked a gorgeous meal. The kids were there. Like it was just, it was really, what's the word? Um, it filled my cup. Beautiful. And then I had a super early morning on Saturday because I went to Atlanta for the UGA. No, not Atlanta. I'm sorry. I keep saying that. Athens for the UGA Ole Miss game. I was there um, doing an event with Estee Lauder. And I don't do a lot of like events on college campuses. And I don't feel like we're like huge, like with college students. I just feel like they're a little young. So I was like expecting like, you know, like 12 people to show up and like whatever. Oh my God, Jackie, we have to move to Georgia. Okay. The toast is huge. Huge in Georgia. I love that. They, everybody came out. It was so much fun. I really, really put into perspective for me, like how much I missed out on like a traditional college experience. You know, it like looked so fun. Yeah. Like this small town that when you were driving through was so charming, like these houses. And I just know that like, you know, professors live there and they have like, you know, dinner parties for their students. Like it was so collegiate. And there was a big football game, which was even more collegiate because everybody was wearing the colors and alumni came in and it was just so cute. Like it was this whole life that I never had. Yeah. And what, what's the anti-Semitism like on that college campus? I'm so glad you brought it up because obviously it was top of mind for me. I was like, <laughs> what are what is everybody doing here to battle anti-Semitism? And I didn't really think that there would be like a lot of Jewish students, but I think maybe all of them came to the meet and greet yeah. um, because they were like, it's been amazing. The president of the school the dean or whatever like immediately put out a statement being like shut that no, shit down we're not gonna be one of those schools so they really haven't had you know knock wood many incidents you know no hate crimes and you know no swastikas drawn on the side of a building so I felt good you know supporting a school like that and they all were like it's been you know really comforting here and the toast has been buoying me so it was really honestly fabulous like I have no complaints that's so nice so it was University of Georgia yes UGA okay go so like add it, Jackie, add it to the go dogs Oh, yeah. No, that I know. So add okay. it to the list of safe schools for Jews. And so it's a very short list, but it's an important one. Yeah. So UGA, Turdy approved. It was just fabulous. And there were so many, there were just like nice girls. Like I just loved it. And then I had to rush home because yesterday I went out to Livingston, New Jersey to see my favorite human being on earth, Mark Schoenwetter, the Holocaust survivor I met last year. Um, so this time of year, they do this thing called Journey for the Living, where in the month of November, everybody tries to walk 15 miles. Because on one very cold November night in Poland, many, many years ago, Mark, his sister, and his mom walked 15 miles in the middle of the night to get to a ghetto because they thought the ghetto was going to be like this, like their only option for safety. It wasn't, but it was a part of his journey in this long, very cold night. Um and so we walked yesterday in New Jersey. We didn't walk 15 miles because, you know, it was cold and whatever. She we is a, who she is. We walked a mile and a half. You know, we started our journey to 15 miles. Are you going to complete the 15 miles this month? I'm going to try. I'm going to try. 
cool. So it was just fabulous to hang out with Mark and I got to have lunch with him afterwards. And it was just, it was a fabulous day. So that's why I didn't even go to the game in Georgia. I literally flew in the morning and then out at five o'clock so I could get back to Jersey. So it's kind of like such a busy weekend, you know? Yes, twas a busy weekend. I came home. I had like a nice homesteading day yesterday, cooking up a storm, made a chili. So good. So good. I've really, really perfected my personal brand of chili. It's a, it's a chilly day. It was a chilly day. We had the the game on, the games, mm. uh, you know, there was Frankfurt happening. I watched the games uh, as well. And um, the Cowboys played. I know. The Jets played and Who, lost. Did the Cowboys win? I don't know. I didn't watch, but I did watch the Jets go another game, Jackie, without scoring a single touchdown. Whoa, zero? Did they get a kick in? So the last couple of games, they've scored like X amount of points and every single one of them has been a field goal. Got it. Okay, so it wasn't zero on the scoreboard. And this season, this is what they said on TV last night, 50% of the points scored for the Jets have been field goals. Well, you know what? Let's look on the bright side. Their kicker must be feeling really good about himself. Aaron Rodgers did say his goal is to come back by mid-December. And he says, I know that's crazy, but when you have a great surgeon and a great patient, anything is possible. I love that optimism. And it actually is a great segue for me to talk about the fact I had a great surgeon. I was a great patient when I was pregnant. And Dr. Fox, I'm on his podcast again today. And this episode is all about my pregnancy. So the last one was all about me, our girl, introducing myself, life story. And this one is all about my birth story and my pregnancy story. So his podcast is called The Healthful Woman Still. We are all kind of like helping Dr. Fox in a potential rebrand. But I like the name. And you can, because I like it. And he didn't go for what does the fox say? He wasn't about that. Okay, well, he's wrong for that. So you can listen to me today on The Healthful Woman. It's all about my story. And also, like, you know, we get the the expert's opinion about what was going on. And it was crazy. It was crazy to relive it. I've literally forgotten about it. It feels like so long ago. I feel like that's natural, right? Like you black out traumatic times, like once they're over. Natural for people or natural for me? People. Well, everybody handles hard times differently. It's, you know, hard times are more personal than comedy, more personal than food. More personal than insurance. So true. But yet also just like I feel like in pregnancy in general, you kind of forget how hard it is. It's like your body's way of getting you ready for the next one. So true. Are you ready for the next one? I am not. I am on hiatus. Yeah, yeah. I'm not ready for the next one either. Like Theo's just kind of keeping me very, very busy. Yeah. Yeah. We're on hiatus. We're Love taking that. a break. Yeah. Um, so, so much went on this weekend, like obviously in our personal lives, but also in the world as well. Um, I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's like, do you remember where you were when you saw the kiss and the Chiefs. Like, I remember where I was. I was watching Gossip Girl, which I've made a lot of headway in. I'm now at the Georgina episodes. Mm -hmm. And, like, I want to turn it off. Like, when Vanessa came in, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about this annoying wench. Like, she kind of made me want to, like, stop. But not enough. Honestly, I feel like I disliked her more as a child. Like, she's definitely weird and inappropriate with a man with a boy who has a, a girlfriend. Yeah. But, like, she's not a bad person. She's actually, like, kind of a moral compass, if you will. I don't know if that changes, but she's a good person. She is a bit of a moral compass of the show, but she makes, like, being a moral compass compass like so dreadful yeah but with Georgina 
oh my, Ben, like, can't, we can't watch it. And then it really got us talking about the trajectory of Michelle Trachtenberg's career and how criminally underrated and underbooked Michelle Trachtenberg is. She is an incredible actress. Like, the way she's so fucking evil, like, where you feel it in your bones, you're like, this fucking bitch, like... She's such a, what happened to her? Right, but she also is the ice princess and- Get you a girl who could do both. Sweet as sugar. Sweet as sugar in the ice princess, which and is of also- of course, Harriet the spy. Of course. So diverse. She just has a really diverse portfolio. And I feel as though she's super, super talented. Where in the world is Michelle Trachtenberg? What's- Check her IMDb. Maybe she's, you know, been doing indie movies. But the thing is, like, she is a world-class talent. Like, she needs to be booking. She should be an Oppenheimer. Like, that's how talented she is. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. Honestly, she really hasn't worked in a while. Don't forget about Seventeen again. Really good movie. Oh, my God. I forgot she was in Seventeen again. And Eurotrip. Yeah, Ben was like, I know her from Eurotrip. And I was like, I know her from Ice Princess. But what I also know her from that not enough people talk about is there was like a brief period in high school where I was obsessed with the Knicks because like I just wanted like attention. And I like got really into it. I went to a lot of games. I knew all the players. And there was a player on the Knicks called Danilo Gallinari. And he was probably the most handsome man to ever walk the earth. He was earth. He was Italian. He was just not like other players you know he was so handsome and he was like really good and he became this New York like socialite almost because he wasn't you know world renowned but in New York we loved him and he very briefly dated Michelle Trachtenberg and it was this iconic moment in pop culture they broke up he got traded I did actually meet him like two years ago at the Faina Hotel in Miami like I don't think anybody knew who he was and I was dying we have a picture together I was dying for meeting Danilo Gallinari like I was obsessed with this man um and not enough people talk about the very brief you know kind of shooting star moment where he dated Michelle Trachtenberg Georgina yes also definitely Michelle Trachtenberg has been blackballed from Hollywood yeah because she was getting major roles and then all of a sudden she's in Robot Chicken and Sister Cities she has been blackballed what ha what is the story I need a documentary on Michelle Trachtenberg yeah, also, allegedly, she was in the new Gossip Girl as Georgina Sparks. Well, last night I was also thinking about the new Gossip Girl. And the reason why it didn't work is because it never could have worked. The show itself, like, nobody knew when the show was airing or even when they were casting the show that it was going to be this cultural phenomenon. They didn't know that. It just happened to be. It was just a well-written, well-cast, high, like, high-budget show. And it had all the makings and they didn't know it. And then with the second show, like they were trying to recreate that. And you can't recreate something like that with that intention. Those things like Gossip Girl becoming what it was happen unintentionally. Yeah. Also, just like nobody, who is it for? Nobody wants it. It was bad. They couldn't have had more manpower behind it. And they couldn't who have was it for that couldn't have question. flopped harder. By the way, but also watching the show now, I and I'm just keeping top of mind who Gossip Girl is, and like so far, like it's kind of possible. Like the episodes I watched last night, spoiler alert, <laughs> was that Jenny was dating that guy Asher, but it turned out he was gay, and he really was like hooking up with Eric. Yeah, but he was like this billionaire. And they're like, how did Jenny get him? And Dan finds, finds out that Asher's gay and he t wants to tell Jenny, but Blair and Serena are like, Jenny's not going to listen to you. She's only going to listen to like girls and Gossip Girl. So 
he tells Gossip Girl that Eric, not that Eric, that Asher is gay. And of course he told Gossip Girl because he is Gossip Girl. Yes, but that could also work with it a could different be Gossip Girl. It could be explained. I heard a rumor that Gossip Girl was supposed to be Nate. Okay. And then it got leaked. Mm. Oh, I saw that too. And switched it. So watch it also from that POV. Yeah. Okay. But it's just like insane. These people are just like talking about cocaine and then taking the SATs. Like, it's just not real. No, it's not real. Also, don't forget that Gossip Girl was a book series that was incredibly popular. So when you say like nobody knew it was going to be successful, like we all knew. The books were amazing. Blake Lively was like, you know, coming off of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Like it was on the CW, like... uh, I think everybody like knew, you know, yeah, that's no, a, that's a job. Like if you book that, like it was a perfect well. storm. It was a perfect storm. Yeah. But that's like, if you know, Twilight becoming a movie. Yeah. Right. Nobody knew. But right. We knew. we knew. Yeah, that's true. No, it had all the makings of a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Because it had an existing fan base. But a lot of things, by the way, some things do have all the makings of a cultural phenomenon and then, and then they don't. Yeah. Like Vampire Academy, the movie. Right. Cause I think that book was popular. The movie was amazing. Yeah. But it just didn't pop off. They actually made Vampire Academy on Peacock a series Mm. based on the book. They were like trying again. I don't think it happened again. Like I said. But I don't think it needed to because the movie was perfect. Right. They didn't do anything wrong in that. It was just like kind of society not knowing what's good, which happens all the time. I feel um, as though like sitting here and not talking about karma is the guy on the chiefs like I don't know what we're doing you know and like I love to dilly dally it's true, but and I, I just love want, to chat I want you to know that, that you took me. us on this tangent gossip girl and then Michelle Trachtenberg rabbit hole I'm following your I lead. did I did no no by the way I took full 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 responsibility but I have to draw the line somewhere you know and I think the line this is me look I've drawn it oh right because now I'm talking about my passions yeah, yeah when you started talking about ver- yeah. no see see I want you guys all to see what just happened. I let her wax poetic on her thoughts on Gossip Girl. I tried to talk about one movie I liked. It's yeah. time. No, but by the way, it's so true. But it is time. Like, facts are facts, you know? It was time when you started talking about nonsense from 10 years ago. It was no, time then, too. No, no, it wasn't time because, honestly, and I'm not being, like, a drama queen when I say, like, people are begging me for my Gossip Girl takes. I swear to God. So why didn't you post them on your story? I did, I did. But, you know, like, something as big and as important as Gossip Girl like requires verbal explanation you know like yeah so get on stories and start talking I need to reach everyone here okay well I just want you to know what you did there yeah no by the way like you think I don't know like I know (laughs) I'm disgusting okay great accountability equals taken I will accept that great Without further ado to do to do about Turdy's passions and not mine, here are the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by State Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create a plan that gives you options so you get an affordable price. And it comes with a lot of benefits like the coverage you want, a policy that helps cover what's important to you, and an affordable price just for you. Because after all, life is just better when you can personalize your experiences. So think about it like this. What are your music playlists, podcast feeds, morning routines all have in common? Well, they're personal. Like Jackie eats 17 enormous, huge breakfast tacos every single morning and I just have a couple of nuts. Like we're so different, you know? You're so disgusting. By the way, I'm doing Saqqara this week after being shamed. So everything in your life is a reflection of you and 
insurance should be no different because what is more important and more personal than insurance? Honestly, nothing. Not comedy, not poetry. And what did we say? Personal trauma. And not how you recover from trauma. That's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common. It gives you options to help you personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most, all at an affordable price just for you. So you can see more of yourself in everything you love. So if you can't trust me, you can trust Jake from State Farm. And you really can trust Jakey from State Farm. And I think we all know that to be true. So like a good neighbor... I'm saying something important, so finish what you're doing. I moved my mic. Only you could hear me. Only you got that little teaser. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, (laughs) State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Today's episode is also brought to you by Legacy Box. Friends and family gathering for the holidays always brings up memories of holidays past. Moments that you wish you could go back and relive. And thanks to Legacy Box, now you can. Digitizing those memories so you can relive moments of holidays past is easy with Legacy Box. Trusted by over a million families, including ours, Legacy Box is simple, affordable, and safe. And starting now, our listeners get early access to their best sale of the year. You can digitize your tapes for as low as $9 a tape. Legacy Box is that company that all year long, everybody's like, wait, what was the name of that? Like digitizing. And now like with the holidays coming up, we get it so much. So listen up. Legacy Box. Digitize your old tapes. We did it with our VHS tapes. We had this huge box of tapes sitting in our basement. Honestly, I didn't even realize until we started working with Legacy Box that it's actually really dangerous to just leave like important things in a box because the elements, they can overheat. They can be victims of floods. So take accountability. Do better. Get your box of VHSs, your Super 8 films, whatever sort of era you grew up in and get them to Legacy Box. The process is easy. You send in your old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the USA. They digitize over 15 different types of media. And after 10 years in business, Legacy Box is the world's largest digital. They've helped over a million families relive wedding days, chaotic childhood Christmases, and even trips to Yellowstone. So relive your most important memories and take advantage of Legacy Box's best sale of the year. Visit LegacyBox.com toast to get early access to the Black Friday sale and start digitizing your memories for as low as $9 a tape, which is overall 60% off. LegacyBox.com toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Zbiotics, maker of the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. So your first drink of the night is for a better tomorrow. Engineered by a team of PhD microbiologists, Zbiotics is a probiotic drink that breaks down the byproduct of alcohol, which is responsible for rough mornings after drinking. So here's how you use it. Have a Zbiotics for best results. Make Zbiotics your first drink of the night. Step two, drink responsibly, pace yourself, hydrate, and get a good night's sleep. And step three, enjoy tomorrow. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. There's really no reason why you shouldn't be able to have a lovely night and then wake up feeling good, refreshed, and able to be productive. And Zbiotics totally understands that because they're a pre-alcohol probiotic and they are the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It produces an enzyme to break down the byproduct that alcohol creates in your body because it's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough day next day. So when I tried Zbiotics for the first time, I had been, you know, out with a few friends the night before and I had just gotten it. I took it before and I, as instructed, I drank the bottle of Zbiotics before alcohol and I was really amazed at how good I felt the next day and I was how productive I was able to be because that's the worst thing when you're a business owner. Like you want to unwind at the end of the day, but you also have to wake up the next day and keep doing things. So go to zbiotics.com toast to get 15% off your first order when you use code toast at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using our code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or the occasion. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com toast and use code toast at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, La. 
You're welcome. Our first story, Eras Argentina, lots to unpack. Taylor Swift took her talents to Argentina and her tour there this weekend. She performed one night. Very exciting, you know. She performed two nights. Yeah, first night though. Yeah, was the big one. Was the big one the first one or the second one? The second one. But there was another one last night. Maybe there's three. Maybe it was the second one. Okay. I know one was one was postponed for weather. Right. The one that was postponed was the one that he was at. Well, he got there and yeah, then it was postponed. So they got the night off together. Yeah. And then he went to the show the next night where a lot of things ensued. Yeah. First, he was in the tent with Taylor's dad, dancing along, taking pictures and videos of each other. Next, Taylor changed the lyric in Karma from Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me to Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Then she also sang Endgame as one of her surprise songs. So that's a pretty obvious Easter egg. And then when the show was over, footage was captured of them backstage, uh, Travis waiting respectfully with his hands behind his back, Taylor coming off the stage, running towards him, giving him a big kiss and then walking off arm in arm it's too much like I don't even know where to begin let's begin with this with the um secret songs because I just have really quick thoughts something I've noticed about Taylor recently is like she's really like listening to the Swifties so a lot of people were like oh my god she has to play Endgame like they theorized that and then she actually did it it's possible she came to the conclusion on her own but like with this with the next song she did um the new vault song is it over now but she mashed it up with Out of the Woods. And literally, a girl went viral last week for being like, is anybody else hearing this? And she sang the mashup that Taylor ended up singing. So I feel like she's like leaning in more to like Swifty culture, which I actually just really appreciate because the Swifties, you know, they're a little passionate, a little too passionate sometimes, but they've got good ideas. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah, so two very good songs. And Endgame is obviously like, hopefully, you know, he's her Endgame, but also because it's very athletic-themed. It's yes. a- It's athletic-coded. So we love that. Then let's talk about Scott, Taylor's dad, being literally obsessed with Travis Kelsey. Like, I've seen him in the tent. I think he was in the tent with Joe at points, maybe even Maddie Healy. Like, you wouldn't even know that they know each other. Like, so distant, so cold. He is, like, fan- like honestly, I think he's more in love with Travis than Taylor is. Like, he was wearing a Chiefs lanyard around his neck. Like, he's obsessed. He was with- they were together the whole night, just them two. Wouldn't you it's be, It's a long though? show. A it's dr- three hours. He's a dream son-in-law. Dream son-in-law. We know Scott loves the NFL. I mean, he is, I believe, an Eagles fan, but it doesn't matter. Like, he respects the hustle. It doesn't matter also because it's like the Eagles' brother. The, he oh, could, that's true. He could be, like, being nice to Travis to get close to Jason. That's very true. Like, maybe trying to get Jason's number from Travis's phone while he's taking the video. It's like, oh, I'll take this picture of you. Meanwhile, I'm going through your phone. He's using Travis. He's social climbing to get to Jason. I mean, you respect the hustle. Respect the hustle. Like the the glee and, and like honestly, just such a shout out to the Argentinian Swifties. Like they were on the ground doing the work. Like yeah. we were getting content the minute it was happening. And I have to say, notice, something I've noticed that just is the sweetest thing ever when I noticed it with Argentina, but then I also noticed it, um, I saw a screening from the Eras tour in Israel is like places where English isn't the first language, but Taylor Swift is like so beloved. When you hear the fans singing back the song, they they have an accent and it is just so cute like yeah it's the cutest thing ever and it really just I think is uh, an indicator of how massive Taylor Swift is because these are people 
who don't even speak English as their first language and they know every single lyric. And it's just, it's really amazing. Yeah, even when they were chanting reputation before yep. Better Than Revenge. And, and they had a the little accent. stadium has an accent, yeah. It's so cute and I just like loved it. And they were just really, honestly, five stars for them. Like they were doing the work when it came to getting the content to the world in real time. Yes, so the video of, you know, Karma is a guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. There was a girl who filmed it perfectly and then you see her freaking out. And you know what? Like, when I saw that, I was like, great. And I put my phone down because I was like, that's what I needed to say. He was there. I saw, you know, I saw him in the tent. I saw him like, learn, like he obviously has been studying up on her music because he knew a lot more lyrics. I'm sure he didn't know as many as, I mean, there's so many. Um, so then I saw Karma's a guy in the Chiefs. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I was waiting for. And I put my phone down and I watched Gossip Girl. And oh my God, maybe 20 minutes later, I checked my phone again. And I was like, the kiss. The kiss, the running off stage. The running up to him, the big now, smooch. I need a body language expert on the toast because there is, if a picture says a thousand words, that video says 25 million. What is it saying to you? For me, it's because I think somebody could look at that video and be like, oh, like she ran to him and she put her arms around him first. But I think he's very respectful of like what she wants people to see. Because when she was off stage, she was backstage. But the thing about an arena, a stadium, excuse me, is it's circular. Yeah. And so people in the back can see Taylor coming off stage. She's really not fully in the privacy of her own world until maybe three minutes after she's off stage. Just because she's off stage doesn't mean she has privacy. Right. So he knows that, she knows that. And whenever she does backstage, because she always waves to everyone, people throw bracelets at her, like she knows that that's going to be on tape. So I think he was like trying to just defer to her being like, oh, are we going to embrace here or not? Because like there's literally probably 5,000 people behind us. Like maybe we should wait till we get in the tent. So I think like her running to him and her putting her arms around him and her kissing him is not her like being more interested in him than he is. I think it's him totally respecting whatever boundaries she wants to put up. She has famously not really shared much about her relationships. She really hasn't even been caught kissing her boyfriends. There's a few instances and none of them were by her own accord. It was somebody filming without her consent. There's like a blurry picture of her and Joe in the ocean. They didn't know the camera was there. There's obviously that horrifying Harry Styles New Year's Eve kiss that's so awkward it makes you literally want to crawl into your own skin. I don't think she knew anybody was filming then. It's usually paparazzi. It's usually when she thinks she's in privacy, but she's not. We, she has never like knowingly kissed someone in front of people, you know? Yeah, I also think, one, he's respecting her boundaries of how much she wants to show of their relationship. But two, it's like, this was her big night. Like, is there anything more annoying than someone running up to you and like making it about them? It's like, wherever she wants to go next, however she wants to like debrief, but like him like going and attack, like, no, 100%. let her take the lead. How does she want to exit the arena? I will follow her lead. I'm just here in, in whatever capacity she wants me to be. No, it's so true. Like what's worse than somebody who like makes someone else a special night about them? And I feel like he acted so appropriately. Yeah. It's a hard line to walk because the whole night is about Taylor. But the second he's in the tent, everybody's turning around, filming him. Even when she comes on, they're going to, you know, film him for portions of it. How do you navigate that with like wanting to hype up your girlfriend, not take away from her moment, but also knowing like people are looking at you. And honestly, I think he handled the entire night perfectly like there's not one thing I would change yeah no because you want to be an interested and involved but you don't want to give people like too, too much. much you don't want to take away but you also want to seem interested or else people will be like he was he looked miserable yeah so now of course everybody compares you know footage from 
Travis at an era's tour to Joe at Reputation. And at Reputation, Joe was famously like wearing a hat incognito. Literally, I think there's maybe one video of him smiling. Like he was very somber. And now we're kind of, because Travis is just kind of being everything that Taylor needs, but also everything that the Swifties need, the Swifties are now dragging Joe. And I don't think that's fair because I think Joe was very much following Taylor's lead at that time. She did not want her rep. Like they weren't, not public because Joe didn't want it. You know, like Taylor called the shots. Taylor is Taylor. So I think he was following her lead. I'm sure he was a great boyfriend. Like, I don't think it's fair to just completely drag just because we're so excited about Travis. But like, I get it. Like you look at the two footages and like one of them is at the heiress tour having the time of his life. And the other one looks like he's literally like on his way to jail. Like he's so miss. Yeah. But also like Travis is Travis. You can't, and he's, he's and not goofy. to say like Joe isn't famous, but like he, he's an, an, a working actor, but he's not really a celebrity like, a lot of other actors are you know he's he's in we really wouldn't know much about him had it not been right so like Travis if he started acting in a way that wasn't congruous with his personality that we know like he's goofy silly he's always dancing when he scores a touchdown like Travis gonna Travis Trav gonna Trav that's an amazing point as well but also Joe is like a serious guy he's like you know British fancy actor you know he does like time period pieces he's not gonna be like shaking his titties to end game, you know? Yeah. But I also think it's really not fair. Like Joe was really great to Taylor. He was a good boyfriend. Taylor, right. For Taylor at a really hard time. Like it's really easy for Travis to come into the tent and hype up when all they're experiencing is love and adoration. Like Joe was with Taylor through it all. And I You're just so feel like right. you Swifties should have put a little more respect on his name and you don't have to compare. No, you don't have to compare. You're right. Like their relationship was during the tough times. Like when Taylor wasn't so universally beloved and there were people, hashtag Taylor Swift is over party, the snakes. Like they made it through all of that. He was, you're right. Like he was good to her. He was there for her. He was a steady force in her life. Six years. It didn't work out and that's sad. But just because like Travis is different doesn't make Joe bad. You're right. Yeah. Travis, yeah, of course. Travis is more exciting for all of us. Duh. But like, duh. But he's also so, so far they've only experienced one Chiefs loss. Like they haven't really gone through hardship together. It's fun. It's all fun and games when it's all fun and games. And I also think Taylor probably feels this is something Taylor would never fucking do. The kiss like that just it just goes against who she is. And I feel like because she's in this place where she literally can't breathe without getting applause. Like she's reached a level that I think people are, are comparing only to Beatles mania. Like she has reached a level of universal love respect adoration fandom that she really can't do anything wrong so that's probably it's not something she's ever experienced before and it's probably such a relief for her and it's probably fun so it's like you know what? yeah I'm in love let me just kiss my fucking boyfriend after I just worked so hard on stage for three hours in a country 15 hours for my own that's how fucking globally famous I am bitch yeah also it's like if she if at this level of her success if she can't act how she wants and be how she wants you know and just live freely authentically then, then what's the point if she oh still God. has to like worry about oh am I running too fast am I you know too excited Jackie. am I not kissing him like live your life girl you're really speaking like unbelievable facts today you're making like really good points thank you I love just I love uh internalizing what the Swifties are going through and just making it more salient for for larger life lessons for larger life lessons. Like, it's true. What's the point in all of this success if you can't just, like, be who you are? Uh, yeah, and live and enjoy your life. Also, the first night she sang Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I'm, I'm falling in love. love. Oh, so no. cute. So cute. So then that was the headline. Taylor sings She's Falling in Love Again. 
No, but it's so funny because towards the end of the American Eras tour, like people were noticing certain songs Taylor would sing. Like she was just kind of singing them. Like she wasn't feeling them. Lover, like, oh my God, that's literally a song about Joe Alwyn. Like it's become like a wedding song. It's like one of those staple love songs. And she was just kind of giving it no love. Like she was doing it and she was killing it, but she wasn't feeling it. And then with certain... um secret songs that were 100% about Joe. She was literally just singing them. Like her face did not move. And she just sang a song that I think she sang as a secret song at the end of American Era's tour. And like the difference just in her demeanor, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so real. Towards the end, the secret songs like became less exciting and they were certainly not coded in anything. It's just like, here's a song I wrote and your guys are going to hear it tonight. Yeah. And then with these Argentinian shows, it was like, here are songs that mean something different to me now. Right. And then for people who are still like obsessed with Harry Harry Styles 1989 era, when she did Is It Over Now and Out of the Woods, two songs that we know are about Harry Styles. So mixing them together just kind of confirmed that for everyone. And also if you think about the lyrics, like they're really they're telling the same story. Out of the Woods is like this relationship, like I just feel so unstable. Like, are we out of the woods yet? Like, are we good? Are we not good? And then is it over now? It's like, wait, are we literally even still together? Yeah. Also, so they're very much like a, a thread. She's also promoting 1989 TV. Right. She's like, so it's not even about, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm dating Travis and I'm going to sing about Harry. Like, here, buy my new album. Right now, she's a businesswoman. And putting the two songs together, it's like, you have to listen to two songs on my album now. Right. And you have to hear the deluxe one with the new songs. Deluxe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like an incredible weekend. Yeah. And, and what's they so also, crazy. They went out to dinner in yep. Argentina. I think Argentina. the night that the show was canceled, they were holding hands and the whole restaurant was cheering. And there was just so many videos of them literally walking probably through this corridor that was maybe 11 feet long. But everybody did notice like he squeezed her hand three times, which is just like a cute thing like boys do. But squeeze my hand three times in the back of the taxi. Even though that song like I think is about Joe Alwyn, but whatever. Um, So cute. So obsessed. And what's so insane is that we have four other stories. We have Grammy nominations, I'm assuming. We have Kylie at SNL. Like so many things happen and like who cares? Like it's insane to me that things that are enormous deals, like otherwise we would be guffawing over. Literally who cares? I don't know about guffawing, but. No, but Kylie at SNL, like I literally didn't even see a picture of Kylie at SNL until this morning. Yeah, but. I knew she was there, I heard. Also like I am past the guffawing over Kylie and Timothy. They're just like a stable Hollywood couple now. It's. Yeah. It's really it's kind of crazy. Crazy. Also, have you given any thought to like what kind of songs Taylor might be writing right now about this? Yes. Scene? Like what themes and, yes. and things? What do you think? And if my, and by the way, I just want to say, because people like are like coming for me. Like you said they weren't even dating. Like I know I was wrong. But Journey took accountability. What more do I you took want? And then I was like against it. But okay, listen, I'm like stubborn. And honestly, I'm probably just jealous. So like get off my back. Okay. No, but like she literally said I was wrong and, and she's done in 180. What more do you want? Leave Turdy alone. Thank you. Um, If I had to, th- to think, because like for me, there's so much going on here, but like it really is like I see this whole relationship through the lens of a smut book. Like, I really do. Like, I just know Taylor's getting, like, dicked down in Dallas. Like, I just know it. And I think we're going to get, like, some really sexy songs. Like, very, like, very sexy. But what Taylor does so brilliantly is, like, through the feminine gaze. Like, not what normal people think is sexy. But, like, and that's why those romance smut books are so popular. Because it's really, it's sexiness and it's love through the feminine gaze. Like, we don't need to hear about, like, you know, what we think is sexy is different, you know? Yeah. And I think we're going to get like some very. It's not going to be like, it's getting hot in here. No, we're going to get like feminine gaze, like, you know, 
hand on the small of my back type of energy, that yeah. type of sexiness. It's not overt, but it's very romantic and it's very manly. And that's so Travis. That's yeah. what I think. But also I think we're going to get like some pop fun. Cause think about how she's feeling right now. Just like on top of the world, bubbly, like nothing negative. Like I think, I don't think we're going to get ballads. I think we're going to get like just cheery pop, kind of like message in a bottle energy where it's like, you just want to pop your pussy cause you're so fucking happy. Yeah. And like just about how they're the two, they're the biggest people in the world right now. That feeling of like being on top of the world. Yeah, I think she's gonna sing. I'm on the top of the world, looking down on creation, and the only explanation I can find. That's what I think we're gonna get. Is the love that I've found ever since you've been around? Your, Your love's, love's left me on the top of the world. Literally, she should sample that. Taylor X the Carpenters. Or, or I'm on top of the world, yeah. Yeah, yeah also I'm good. on top of the world, yeah. Love. Yeah. I think she'll have a song called On Top of the World. I would love that. Like On top of old Smokey. All covered in trees. In snow. Snow. I, I left my true loved one. Ben sings that song differently. He sings, on top of spaghetti, all sprinkled with cheese. That's why I said cheese. I lost my poor meatball when somebody sneezed. By the way, that's why I said trees. You were thinking of the other, you were thinking I, of Taylor's version. I was thinking of Ben's version, cheese. Right, right. Yeah, so that's exciting to think about the next era. And like, not that we could possibly predict, but... What do you think the album would be called? The thing is, she never makes it so obvious. Like, we really can't No, but, like, it. you could guess a, a word that might be a cinnamon. A cinnamon. Yeah. Because, honestly, I feel like it would be a, an album a lot like Lover. I know. Not in the aesthetic, because I think her aesthetic has changed so much. She's, like, so, like, sophisticated these days, like, with her turtlenecks and stuff. But I do think the vibe, like Lover is really like a pop album to its core. And it's also a happy album. Yeah. So I think a lot of the music would, and I think Lover is criminally underrated. We talk about this all the time because I just think the marketing and the the aesthetic of it like wasn't right. But the songs in and of itself are so brilliant. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be similar to that. And the name is so simple because she was so happy. She was in just like a happy relationship, her lover. So I think it'd be simple too. Okay, I have a few suggestions that okay. are coming from thesaurus.com. Euphoria. I love, love, love that. Bliss. No. Oh, okay. Um, ecstasy. Because Taylor's very, she's very wordy. E oh, ecstasy I kind of like because it could also like reference the sexual thing of we course but it's a little too crazy rated r okay i'm going with euphoria even though it'd be no, like hard for seo because of the show yeah even though the show's not coming back till 2025 like she has time oh, to she has time to like to own the word yeah to own it lisa own it or maybe something like like dream dreamland dreamy also when are dream. we getting crazier when are we getting crazier taylor's version like it's time yeah it's really time. We've suffered long enough. Okay. That would be a crazy surprise song. 
Yeah. Because it's a song you just play on the guitar. It's a song everybody knows. It's a song that raised so many of us. Like, just do it. Wonder. For an album title? Mm-hmm. No, I don't like it. And she has a song called Wonderland, so. Okay. Okay. Those are my predictions. The thing with Taylor, like, she's so much smarter than all of us, and she's, like, such a like a literate person who knows so many words, you know? I mean, who could put, only Taylor Swift could put this in in a song. Hold on, I want to remember. It's I was fun this to like, day. to put down your, uh, what's the word? Predictions, because then you could see yeah, like how right or wrong you were, how close you were. No, I love to go back, like I w- in a year from now when we have an album, like I would love to watch this and laugh. And see like what we got right, what we got wrong. Like only Taylor Swift could use the word mercurial in a song about having an affair, okay? Yeah. A dwindling mercurial high. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Like, like what's we the can point? Still make but about yeah. Taylor, actually, because Great. it's Grammy nominations. Oh yeah, they are here. So here are the nominees: Record of the Year, Worship by John Batiste, Not Strong Enough, Boy Genius, Flowers, Miley Cyrus, What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish, On My Mama, Victoria Monet. Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, Antihero, Taylor Swift, Kill Bill, SZA. So SZA leads the nominations with nine nominations. She's the most nominated. Yes. Um, so record of the year is like a category that always confuses me. Because there's up. also song of the year and a lot of the same songs are nominated, but also song of the year is A&W for Lana Del Rey, Antihero, Taylor Swift. Okay, let's go one, one by one and like just guess. For, um, for categories. Honestly, yeah. I don't. I actually, I would say Kill Bill SZA. It's kind of frustrating that Taylor submitted Antihero from this album to win every award or to be up for every award because it's just like not as good as other songs. Yeah. So for record of the year, I feel like it will be um, Billie Eilish. Okay. What was I made for? Yeah, because it's just, or actually, honestly, maybe Flowers, because that's, a, when I think of Record of the Year, I'm like, what song tortured us this year? Like, that was everywhere. But I don't feel that way about any of these songs. I feel that way about Flowers. Like, that song, now I hate it. Yeah, I guess. It was on reels a lot. But what I do think is really kind of crazy and impressive is that Billie Eilish's nomination is a song that she wrote for a movie. Like, not even, like, from her own album, you know? So maybe she'll win an Oscar for it. Oh, for, by the way, I could see her winning an Oscar. So I'm going to say for record of the year, I am going to say Flowers. And I do feel like that would be Miley Cyrus's first Grammy. Yeah, I'm going to say Kill Bill. Yeah, I, I, okay, I have another prediction for SZA in another category. So let's go to album of the year. Okay, will do. Also, Victoria Monet, is she from Victorious? No. Oh, oh no, Daniela Monet on a and show called Victorious. Victorious. That's yeah, confusing. Yeah. Nope, that's completely understandable how you got to that conclusion. Cool. Album of the Year. World Music Radio, John Batiste, The Record, Boy Genius, Endless... Wait, I have something to say. Mm. I thought about it this morning because Boy Genius was just on SNL this week. And like, I just want to say, raise your hand if you don't know who or what Boy Genius is. Obviously me. Like, Phoebe Bridgers is in it? Like, I don't get it. It's like a band. I'm so confused. Never heard of it, honestly. Okay. Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard, Lana Del Rey? The Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monae. Guts, Olivia Rodrigo. Midnight's Taylor Swift, SOS, SZA. So, I think SZA has a real shot here. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not even, like, I don't, like, actively seek out SZA songs, and I know so many songs, and I started to, like, add her songs to my playlist from this album. Yeah, like, no, this album was this, huge. I think it's going to go to SZA. 
It's either SZA or Midnight's. Like, I, I think Guts, I was listening to it in the car yesterday on the way home from New Jersey. It's fucking amazing. Like, it's so good. But it didn't really become ubiquitous like Sour did. Yeah. But it's amazing. It might even be better than Sour, but it's so good. Yeah. Um. So I think the only, and the same with Endless Summer Vacation, like, it had, like, two or three real bops, but it's not this, like, album that everybody digested no. as a whole. So, like, unless they just choose one of these out, like, Lana Del Rey, even though I don't know one song on the album, and I, I like... No, they do that sometimes. They do where that, where pick, it's, like, like John Batiste or Boy Genius. Beck, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but I do think... But if it works the way that it should work, it will be SZA or Taylor Swift. But I think it will be SZA between the two of them. Me too. Um, song of the Year. A&W, Jack Antonoff, Antihero... Taylor Swift, Butterfly, John Batiste, Dance the Night, Dua Lipa, Flowers, Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill, SZA, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish. So whichever so think, song was runner-up to the other category. Which I think is Billie Eilish here. Or Kill Bill. I think Kill Bill will win one and Flowers will win the other. The Grammys likes to do that. All of them like to do it these days. Give every person one award. Like, you know. It's giving participation It's giving five-year-old. No, like yeah. I love a sweep, though I don't think any of these deserve to sweep the Grammys this year. It's kind of a, like a not a, In, a level playing field. It's, I completely it's kind agree. Of, like it's some not years, like a super, super competitive year. No, some years, like the folklore year, it was like everybody else should just go home. Like folklore wins everything. It's so obvious. Even like when Casey Musgraves won, it was so obvious. Yeah, or like when Adele puts out an album or Beyonce. Right. Right. Or Bruno Mars, like, okay, everyone else, like, stay home. Uh, but it, I, I feel like this year it's not like that. Okay, I'm excited to talk about Best New Artist. Best New Artist. Gracie Abrams, Fred Again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Kahan. Kahan. Oh, my God, are you okay? Kahan. Why is there, like, two A's? Victoria Monet, The War, the War and Treaty. I just want to say, like, I'm so glad The War and Treaty is getting their, like... <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? Like, not credit. Recognition. Mm -hmm. They, are, I saw them perform, like, last year at the ACM Awards. They're a husband and wife duo. And they're, Jackie, you never heard of two voices like this in your life. And they just, like, sit. They have, like, very gospel types. They have the most incredible voices. And um, they, like, started to blow up. And then Zach Bryan did a collab with them on his new album. So, like, they're really blowing up. I don't think they're going to win. But, like, I love that they're getting seen. They're a country husband and wife duo. And they're so cute. That's so nice. But I do think Noah Khan will win. And I do think he should win. I think... Ice Spice or Jelly Roll will win. Okay. Okay, next producer of the year, Skip, songwriter of the year, best pop solo performance. Flowers, Miley Cyrus, Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat, What Was I Made For, Billie Eilish, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, Antihero, Taylor Swift. I think Flowers is going to take it. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. Any other categories? You want to go to country? Let's just do country because Luke Holmes was obviously once again slapped in the face. I'm like really kind of over this like disgusting behavior. Luke Holmes does so much for country music. He's a global superstar. He's so fucking unproblematic. He makes incredible music. He nobody even talked about his song during COVID, Six Feet Apart, which literally like changed Healed my life. the world. Nobody talks about Joe, the song he writes about, you know, people in recovery. Like, he just does so fucking much for music. He's an incredible songwriter. And I'm really, honestly, I'm fucking sick of it. I really am. No, it's disgusting. And why? Like, best country. Like, not only did he not get acknowledged in the big categories. Like, okay, country's always getting, you know, kind of pushed to the side. In his own fucking categories, he doesn't get credit. Like, I'm sick. No, and it's also weird that for song and record of the year, like, neither Luke nor Morgan songs were nominated, even though they, like, dominated the Billboard charts this year. 
No, but the thing is, like, uh, the Grammys is very political, and I understand well, I, why they don't want to associate with, no, with I Morgan Wallen and his myriad of controversy. Like, I get it. Okay, you know what? But let's talk about Luke fucking Combs. Like, I've had enough. No, I agree, but it's like, and they're both undeniable. But it's like two people that they're just completely disregarding. But also they like for even best country album, like why isn't Luke nominated? Also, even like when you scroll down, so they go by category, by genre. Field number four, the the fourth category is jazz, traditional pop, musical theater, and then country. Like country's underneath that. Country's the second, maybe third largest genre. The Grammys do not respect the hell out of country. Like they don't. So, So best country song... Brand- He's not nominated. Randy Clark buried Chris Stapleton, White Horse, Morgan Wallen last night, Tyler Childers in Your Love, Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. I remember everything. I just feel like this category just doesn't represent the year of country. Yeah, no, by the way, the best country song of the year will be Last Night by Morgan Wallen. It's been number one on Billboard right, for. But do you think but by that the way, he'll win? I saw so many like TikToks going, and uh, TikToks, um, tweets going viral being like, Morgan Wallen has zero um, nominations, like making fun of him, like Pop Crave and those types of accounts. When, then I went to look. I'm like, he literally has one. Yeah, I mean. They had like millions of retweets. It was crazy. crazy. Not that we should be like, you know, getting our news from Stan Twitter accounts. But like, you would think for Grammy nominations, like it would be accurate. Yeah. Uh, do you think he'll win? Even though like that is the country song of the year. I mean, if he doesn't win, it's just very clear that like the Grammys don't want to, you know, award him things and like be associated with him. Because it is the biggest song probably of the last couple of years. Like it's so big. So it should win. And if it doesn't, I think we know why. Yeah. They just don't want to like be associated with him. Best country album, Rolling Up the Welcome Mat, Kelsey Ballerini, Brothers Osborne by Brothers Osborne, Zach Bryan by Zach Bryan, Rustin in the Rain, Tyler Childers, Bell Bottom Country, Lainey Wilson. To me, there's not a clear winner. I think in terms of, see, like I would say Rolling Up the Welcome Mat by Kelsey Ballerini, but I don't think that was the biggest in country. It just had bleed over into pop and people, it was great for country music, but I don't know if it was the biggest country album, if that makes sense. I think Lainey Wilson will win. Me too. For the same reasons that she swept the, um, the CMAs. And it, yeah, I, I, for, for the Grammys, it's all like optics. Yeah, but you're definitely right that there isn't like a clear um, winner for any of these categories. Yeah, which also makes it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So when are the Grammys... Um, February 4th. Wow, that's in a long time. That is in a very long time. It's kind of like giving Super Bowl. Literally, like, why are they releasing this now? You're like, calm down. (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Kylie Jenner supports her beau, Timothy Chalamet, at the SNL after party. Kylie attended the SNL after party to support her mans. The star was photographed arriving at the star-studded event Saturday evening in New York City following her boyfriend's hosting duties. In the photos, Kylie, who arrived separately from Timothy, showed up to the after party wearing a chic all-black look, sunglasses, little handbag, looking gorgeous. Cute. Like, they're dating. I think Chris was there, too. She was posting, like, promoting SNL before it was even out. She's, like, so friendly with Lauren. They're just, like, besties now. Um, Cute. Like, cute. I really don't have a lot to say here. It's just, like, good for them. No, and they are just quietly going strong. strong. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm happy for it. Like, nothing to say. I hope he's a good boyfriend to her. Did you see the TikTok of the girl who ordered Kai and in the mail she got a mini chainsaw? 
No. That's that's what showed up in the Kai box. That's so weird. No, I know. What, was it a real chainsaw or like a, a toy? I don't know. I, oh, that's a good question. I think it was real. That's weird. The new Kai drop looks really cute. It's all like puffers and yeah. cat suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute. Yeah. I haven't bought anything. No, but like maybe I'll get a puffer. Even though I like my puffer, but and you literally live in Florida. But we're going on a ski trip, and I could That's get true. and I could get cold. You could. So maybe I need a puffer. Okay, like it wasn't an attack. It you felt know? like one that you were trying to stomp on my dreams of getting a puffer. Are you okay? No. Okay. I feel attacked. Oh well, you shouldn't. I was just simply pointing out that you live in Florida, so you like don't need a million puffer jackets. I mean, okay, you're being Olivia. I don't want a million. I was going to have two. Oh. <laughs> you don't need a million. Like, stop. <laughs> you have so many. You like you have so many breakfast tacos and so many puffer jackets. <laughs> it's too much. I over Jackie. Overconsumption is real. <laughs> okay, so I won't get one. Great. I hope you're happy. I'm going to freeze. I hope you're happy because I've told mom. Are My charge is not charging on my iPad. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Caraway, the holidays are approaching. Oh my God, excuse me. The holidays are approaching and you know what that means. Awkward family discussions around the table. But luckily your beautiful Caraway pans are sure to be the topic of conversation. Let's talk about this. Add it to the list, Jackie. So in my old apartment, I had like the tiniest kitchen. I had one caraway pan. I had the frying pan. And like it was great. Yeah, it was a pan. It was cleaned really well and it was great. Like whatever. My new kit. So I got, a, I got the bakeware set. I got the full kitchenware set. I got like the food storage set. And I got the organization. I'm obsessed. Like, yes, Jackie's been talking about it forever. Sorry I haven't had a big kitchen like you forever. Like now I do. And now I have everything. Oh my God. I got, okay, let's talk about that. The way they know, like, it's made for people who live in New York City apartments. That little thing that hangs off the door that organizes your lids. Genius. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. My little cabinet with all my pots and pans makes me so happy now. It's, like, not normal how happy it makes me. I got the sage green, which, like, totally complements the vibe in my apartment. You guys, it's, like, it's, like, I get it now. Like, it's so good. It's so good. It makes cooking a pleasure. It makes cleaning up easy. I'm happy to report. I know I've been talking about the pink set for a while. Caraway wanted to send me a birthday present. I'm getting the pink set. And I'm getting the pink set. So it's non-toxic. It's easy cooking. And it's well-loved. So visit carawayhome.com slash the toast to take advantage of this limited time offer for up to 20% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners and it will not last long. So visit carawayhome.com slash the toast caraway. Non-toxic cookware made modern and it's turdy approved. Today's episode is also brought to you by Skylight Frames. Looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually use? Holiday gifts can be boring because everybody gets the same things, you know, candles, we've all gotten the same stocking stuffers. But if you're looking to up your gift giving game this year, check out the Skylight Frame for you and your family. Perfect for the person who's like difficult to buy things for because Skylight is just everything. It is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone and they will appear in seconds. You can even preload photos before the box is open so when it's unwrapped and plugged in, your most treasured memories will appear. It's a perfect gift for everyone, really the perfect gift for like a grandmother, a mother, an in-law. If you have a baby, and your in-laws live across the country. You can always be like updating them with photos. It's great for new parents. It's like a baby book or a time capsule that was that will beautifully display each and every special moment. 
the touch screen makes it easy. You could swipe through photos. You could tap to see new photos that are sent. And you can even tap the heart to give like a little like. And it's super easy to set up, even if you're not tech friendly. It can set be set up in less than 60 seconds. It looks beautiful in your home. They have new color options to match any style. And it's really like better than social media. You can use the free app to send and scroll through photos and display photos without Wi-Fi. Satisfaction guaranteed. They're confident that you'll love the skylight, that they're offering you a free 120-day returns. And um, over a million people love the skylight frame. They've got thousands of five-star reviews, and you'll love it too. So as a special limited-time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash toast. To get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame, go to skylightframe.com slash toast. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash toast. It is one of my favorite things to give people, but it's also my favorite thing to have in my house because I don't love a million tchotchkes with like a million different photos. So one frame, a million photos. What's what's bad? What's what's wrong with that? Love it. Our next story, Nicki Minaj is on the cover of Vogue's December issue, opening up about her plastic surgery regrets. She says, I was fine just the way I was. So Nicki Minaj joined Run Through with Vogue podcast to discuss her new cover for the magazine, along with motherhood and why she regrets getting plastic surgery. So Vogue has a podcast now? Yeah, I guess accompanying with their magazine. like, And it's called Run Through? Run Through with Vogue. That's kind of a good name, like the run-through. Yeah, and it's good when they have, like, their cover star on to talk, you know, more in depth about the cover. Sure. Yeah, that, that's, like, something they should have done, like, a little while ago. Like, when you when you want to be on the cover of Vogue, obviously everybody wants to be on the cover of Vogue. And so when you get someone major, they obviously now make them agree to, like, 73 questions. Uh-huh. There's, like, a whole list in addition to the interview and the cover. So having a podcast go along with that is a great idea, but, like, they really should have done this, like, two years ago. Yeah, well, sorry, Turdy. And you know what? Actually... Maybe they did. Like, maybe we didn't know about it. Let's see when the podcast started. And is it like a monthly podcast or a weekly podcast? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know. It is weekly. They have like 65 episodes. Oh. So maybe it was two years ago. Well, no, 65 weekly would be like a little over a, a little year ago. A little over a year. Okay. okay. I stand corrected. So she's on the podcast talking about her plastic surgery regrets, saying, I guarantee you, if you change anything on your body and do anything surgical and all this, you're going to more than likely, not definitely, more than likely, look back one day and say, I was fine just the way I was, she told the host. And that's what happened to me. I could not believe even some of the photos that I didn't love. She opened up about her reason for going under the knife in the first place, saying, I didn't like being skinny, having a flat butt, having boobs that didn't sit high enough. It was a lot of things. She added that she used to shy away from looking at old photos of herself as she was never satisfied with her appearance now she shared I love the way that person looks physically she believes her son helped change her tune she said I think pregnancy could have played a role because seeing my son did remind me of myself so much my real self and it made Mm. me think why didn't I like this so weird but seeing old photos being able to look at old photos again made me realize those old photos are beautiful she recently underwent breast reduction surgery, a decision she talked about in her Vogue cover story. She said, I love it. I used to want a bigger butt, and now I look back and realize how silly that was. Love your curves and your love your non-curves. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Oh, my God. I, first of all, I love this message. I think, that, I think we hear this a little bit from people, but her, she's being like, really honest some people say like oh I wish I didn't do you know surgeries but she's saying I wish I didn't do but like she's being very she's giving details yeah which I think is really very honest and I really respect this whole conversation I think it's a great message and I think this trend it's not happening a lot but I feel like Kylie talked about it but she 
doesn't appear to be like undoing a lot of that stuff. But she talked about how becoming a mom made her like question some of the decisions she made when she was younger. Black China. Yeah. She's completely undid everything. And I think she looks even more beautiful than she ever looked. I love this. I really do. Yeah. Molly May talks about this in her book, how she like kind of overdid it with the filler and how she just wishes mm. that she'd never did. And I think it's it's really easy to get carried away with this stuff. And you really are perfect just the way. And if you want to do something, I would sit on it for a very long time. Not just like till it really bothers a month, you. Six months, years. I would wait yeah. years. Yeah. And make sure that it's what you want to do. Because I think for the, a lot of celebrities, they go back and forth and it's easy for them. But for the average person, like, it's not that it's easy. It's a huge decision. It's a huge decision. It's, it's so much money. You take so much time off of work to recover. It's not like you can just go in and out of the doctor's office. Yeah. So I think it's really good that she's sharing this message. And also, like, trends do change. And then you're kind of stuck with something that's... No, it's so true. I feel like for the last couple of years, like, the curvy trend has been, like so popular but I feel like we're going more like if you're looking at like trends in fashion and celebrities like now everyone's going for like the skinny aesthetic and like if you just spent all this time money on a new ass yeah only to look out of style a year later yeah, you don't want that's to insane. make permanent changes to your body that might be out of fashion yeah so um also the pictures from the shoot are beautiful she's really like in her fashion minimalist era love and I love this era for her me too. I like really love Nicki Minaj. Like you've done a honestly, 180. I know. I know. I like. I know she's problematic. Like, and can we just like move on? Like, who isn't? I. It's so true. I just love. Ever since she like went on the Potomac reunion, and like, I just love people who don't take themselves so seriously. You know, yeah. and who just have fun. Like, you're famous and you're rich and you can do whatever you want. Like, just have fun. Like, if I was so so famous, like, yeah, like I would literally show up to BravoCon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just I love people who don't take life so seriously. Yeah. And she's always like tweeting like nonsense. Like, I just appreciate the unseriousness of it all. Yeah, and so many celebrities like keep their real self like so hidden they're yes. so scared to step out of bounds everything that they do is just so curated and boring and I'm bored and I'm no, not so bored true. by Nicki Minaj because she's just so unserious and she's so funny and she I love and you know the fact that I don't think every cover star does the podcast but she like loves to talk she has like Queen Bee radio she does like Apple Music radio like she loves to talk she has an like she has a personality and she has something to say so I feel like I kind of love that she did the podcast because not everyone would podcasting is not for everyone no it's not you have to have something to say yeah so December cover star love that for her are you ready for our fifth and final story yeah because you know Krispy Kreme doesn't give out a free donut without us mentioning it no, it's so true. Well, let me guess what they're doing it for now. Let you, me you know. Think back to uh, this morning in our group chat. You'll get it. You know what today Which is. Which group chat? <gasps> World Kindness Day. Krispy Kreme is giving out free dozen donuts today for World Kindness Day. Oh, wow. A whole dozen? Yep. Krispy Kreme is giving out a free dozen in honor of World Kindness Day, but there's a catch. Of course there you is. You have to do like a mitzvah. Only the first 500 guests visiting Krispy Kreme shops in the U.S. will get the sweet promotion and walk away with a dozen free donuts. No purchase necessary. So by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure your local Krispy Kreme has already met 500 customers who got... I don't, I don't know. know. If you live... First of all, this if you're on the West Coast... This is why you move to a small town. Or if you're on the West Coast... This is why... Small town on yep. the West Coast, go get your free donuts. Yeah. If I lived in like a very small town that just happened to have a random Krispy Kreme, oh my God, it would be over for you bitches. I'd put them out of business. <laughs> Um, 
I just feel like people might think we're kind of like Krispy Kreme industry plans because like they don't we are we they are. don't make a PR move without us like making it a fast five story. Yeah, but that's because they're constantly innovating. They're constantly like on trend. And I'm sorry. And they're constantly giving away donuts. And yeah, this and podcast so like, is We're like, going to reward good behavior. Like you're giving away free food. Love you. No, and Bye. like this podcast, we appreciate that you guys take the time to listen to it. And like in return, we will let you know on any given day where you can get a free We're, donut. Right. 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 So it's honestly, an, it's an exchange of services. Like you listen, we give. Right. So happy National World Kindness Day. <laughs> National World. Okay, Jackie, in the spirit of World Kindness Day, okay. why don't you say something nice about me and I'll say something nice about That's you. That's so nice. It's also like kind of a joke that it's World Kindness Day. Like the world could not be nastier. It couldn't so be a nastier true. place filled with un nasty filled with unkind people who are probably celebrating World Kindness Day and thinking it's about them. No, let's be real. Let's talk about like the people who actually like engage in World Kindness Day are some of the most miserable fucks on the planet. People who use the word kind, I find, are some of the worst people. Actually, I'm going to disagree with you there because, you know, as a person who talks a lot for, for a living, I find that I'm always looking for new words because I hate to say the same couple of words over and over again. And I feel like the word kind is actually underrated in the sense, like, when you want to describe someone as nice, the word nice is just so bleh. For sure. Like, if you really, if somebody is genuinely, like, a nice person, to describe them as kind, I think is actually a much more impactful no, word. No, I totally agree. That's not what I'm talking about. But, like, I feel like a few, there's, like, campaigns, like... You mean people who post on Instagram being like, be kind. <laughs> Vote with kindness. Yeah, like, kind, you're right. It is, it's kind of a... A shield people hide behind. It's such a shield. Like those people who post about kindness are the least kind people. Describing someone as kind, fine. That's a very nice yes. word. It's the same way I feel about people who like post about like herstory and like women's issues are some of like they, oh my God, they'll, they're so fucking nasty to other women. Right. Or silent about the mass rape of women in Israel. Well, that's for Yeah, those sure. clowns are exposed like. Come at me again with your herstory. Herstory. Come at me again on International Women's Day. I do love herstory. Like, we've kind of made it our own. People who use it in, like, a serious way, like, no. <laughs> uh, like, but, but people who use it like we do, like, it's funny. And, like, herstory, I'm obsessed. Yeah, no, agreed. So how do we go about getting a free donut? You have to Just, be, you know, asking for a friend. One of the first 500 guests to visit Krispy Kreme. But no, I want to go back to your exercise for World Kindness Day. I'm going to say something kind about you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say something kind about you. Like a big kindness or a small kindness? Because I think sometimes small acts of kindness are very meaningful. Whatever you want. I love your sweater, Turdy. You look beautiful and radiant. Oh, I wasn't like, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, um... I meant like you say something kind about someone like, oh, you, like I was going to say you're a great mom. Oh, that's so nice. I was just giving you a small compliment. Yeah, but sure. Talk about my I sweater. I was giving you a small compliment. Okay, so I have a nice sweater and you're a brilliant mother. I'm so glad that. Okay, we well then you should have gone first. I feel great. I said big compliments are small. I asked the question. But no, it's fine. And actually my sweater is from a new toe sponsor that I've become obsessed with. I think we've only done one ad for them so far but I think they have more coming up and not enough people talk about loft not enough people talk about loft 
I just got like a whole new wardrobe from Loft, especially for our trip. I got like a bunch of cozy knit items. And this quarter zip that's hot pink is from Loft. And I'm just like, not enough people talk about Loft. It's not your grandma's Loft, you know? Claude, I'm going to show you something pornographic. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Look at that picture of the donut. Looks like a butthole. And... Honestly, I want to eat it. So. so it was pornographic after all. It was pornographic. Oh my God, look at these close-ups. No, for real. We're, it's at the end of the Claudia, show. Go to your local Krispy Kreme. So Honestly, I should. Even though like my local Krispy Kreme is like a tourist There's, destination because it's in yeah, Times Square. you're not one of the first There's not a donut left in no, sight. No, but if you are on the West Coast in a small town, go get your free dozen. Give them out to people for World Kindness Day. Try and be kind, even though it's so hard for so many of you. Today's episode is for the small town West Coast girls. Isn't every episode? No. I feel like it is because I like it. Mm -hmm. And because we come out so early on the West Coast, like they're living the dream out there. Yeah, but like why the only the small town girls? Got you there. Because I like it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, because you like it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So happy World Kindness Day, everyone. Don't forget to punch someone in the face today. (laughs) Don't forget to be a nasty bitch. In celebration of World (laughs) Kindness Day. Um, That is our show. I'm starving now. Like, I have to eat something. I have my Saqqara lunch waiting for me. Yum. Rude. I have my you tri- make fun of me I when have- I eat tacos and make fun of me. For- I can't do anything right around here. I have my Turney's Warm Bolet today. Yum. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast and Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, IR Radio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us at Toast and Millennium Five Star a beautiful setting and get lit talented we are. Are you going to say something? <laughs> Love ya. Bye. Bye.